0: Welcome to The Upward Journey, the podcast ministry of Upward Christian Fellowship in Flat Rock, North Carolina. It's been said that a prerequisite to developing a strong, healthy, and biblical sense of identity is a willingness to identify elements of a false identity and replace them with a new one. The natural question then is, how? With so many influences telling us what's true and what's not, it can feel overwhelming to decode truth from lies. In our current series, Liar Liar, We'll take a look at lies we tend to believe while discovering truth that frees. You're welcome here. This is a safe place. Let's continue the upward journey. We appreciate our moms so much. Can we give them another big hand today and tell them how much how much we love and appreciate you for all you are and all that you do. Thank you so much. We just appreciate all our moms. Some are here that are moms-to-be. You're aspiring to be moms. Some have been moms for many years. Some of you may not be a mom, biologically speaking, but you're still a mother to so many in so many ways, and this is your day for us to celebrate you. I hope you got your carb overload already out out in the lobby. Did anybody already get your carbs for the day in at the desk out there in the lobby? I did. I'm here for three services today, so I'm on carb overload right now. If I go to sleep in the middle of this message, somebody wake me up because I had too many cookies this morning. As you leave today, every lady in the building, young or old, we have a very special gift for you as you leave. We have your own individual bunt cake for you as you leave today. is our way of loving you and saying thank you to you, and you do not want to miss those cakes. I'm really tempted in the middle of the message to run down and grab one because I did try one of those. As your shepherd, I wanted to try one of those before I gave those to you felt it was my responsibility, and it's a job that I love very much. So don't miss that on your way out. We also, every year on Mother's Day, make a generous donation to Open Arms Crisis Pregnancy Center here in Henderson County. In your name, uh, to say thank you and to bless young mothers who are in crisis. So we're doing that today. So happy Mother's Day to all of you. Today we conclude our series entitled Liar, Liar, and a lady came up to me a couple weeks ago and she said, Pastor, Liar, Liar has been fire. Yeah, I'm glad she thought that. You guys don't seem so convinced this morning. Uh, She said, Liar, Liar has been fire. It has really touched my life. I thought I would show you this. I told you during the first uh, sermon of this series that I had picked a graphic that I thought would be really cool to use with this series But the staff, several of them overruled me and said, no, Pastor, we can't use that. But I want just one time as we end the series, I want you to see the graphic that I had picked for this series. (laughs) Let's just vote right now. How many think I was right? How many think I was right to start with? That graphic was good. Yeah, yeah. Take that, staff take that. No, I love them. They do a good job. They did say that would be very distracting to have up behind me as I preached, and they're probably right. The idea of this series is this. We have an enemy, the devil, who continually plants lies in our minds. And in order to be free, we have to be free of those lies. We have to cast the lies of the devil out of our minds. Paul said this in Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. He said, we destroy arguments, and we destroy every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. You see what's going on here? There are lies that are raised up in our lives that combat against the knowledge of the truth, against the knowledge of God. And Paul said, we don't tickle them. We don't play with them. We destroy them through the power of Jesus Christ. And then he said, and we take every thought captive to obeying Christ to obeying Jesus. We grab those thoughts, we take them into captivity, and we make our thought life serve Jesus Christ. And it's very powerful when you do that. I love the language. Of this uh, passage. is take no prisoners. We destroy these arguments and we take every thought captive that we may obey Christ. Now this is not a series from a self-help guru to make you have a better life or to make you happier or to make your life more comfortable. This is about obeying Jesus in a more powerful way. That's what we're here for, right? We're not here to live comfortable, happy lives and safe lives. Can I get an amen today? That's many of the message you might hear in a number of places, but Jesus is not here to make you just comfortable and safe and happy and warm. Jesus is here for you to serve Him, for you to be a warrior for Him, for you to take ground in His name, to stand up for Him, and to make a difference for His kingdom. And if you're going to do that, you've got to get the lies out of your life. You've got to banish lies from your life forever. And there are three ways to do that that we've said in this series. I want you to repeat three words after me. First of all, recognize. We must recognize the lie for what it is. Secondly, replace. We must replace the lie with the truth. And third, and today, repeat. We must repeat the truth over and over again. To get rid of the lie, we must recognize the lie for what it is. We must replace the lie with the truth of God's Word. And then we must repeat the truth over and over and over again. Why is repetition so important? Let me tell you how our minds work. Our minds work along pathways. Scientists tell us that we have neuro pathways in our brains and our brains get on a certain path and once they've established that path, they want to go right back to that path again. I've told you in this series that uh, my family and I, we lived in a certain house in Fletcher for 16 years and uh, living somewhere 16 years, you just develop habits around that place that you live. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and we moved out of that house in July, so we, we're approaching a year, you know, moving in a new place. About four or five times since we moved out of that house, I jump in my car after work and I've got a whole lot of stuff on my mind and I drive right back to the old house. (laughs) Anybody ever done anything crazy like that? I drive back to the old house because sometimes we kind of drive mindlessly. I get a lot on my brain. I can drive to that house mindlessly. I don't even have to think about where I'm going because the path is so established in my brain. What's funny about it is I don't even recognize that I'm at the wrong house until I pull up and I see strange cars in the driveway. I pull up and I see two strange cars in my driveway, and in my mind I'm thinking, who is here? There's not one but two strange cars in my driveway. Then all of a sudden it dawns on me, wait a minute, I don't live here anymore. But my brain still wants to go down that old path. You see, that's how the devil works. He's sly, sly. He's wily, he's crafty. And what the devil wants to do is use the pathways of your brain to take you back to places that you don't live anymore. I'm thankful for Jesus Christ. Because when he came into my heart and came into my life, when I said yes to him, he came into my life and he put a new heart in me and he gave me a new home to live in. Do you understand that? He get, are, is Anybody in the place today thankful for what Jesus Christ has done in your life, that he has really changed your heart and he's given you a new home, he's given you a new life, he's given you a new place? Has anybody in the building ever been tempted by the devil to go back to places that you don't live anymore? Can I see your hands, if anybody? The rest of them are just lying anyway. But uh, can I see your hands if you've never, you've been tempted to go back? That's what the enemy wants to do, to take you back to old places. You've moved on. You've moved ahead. Some of you struggling with addiction right now, you've got a new address in Jesus Christ, and you don't have to drive back to that old house anymore because he's got a new place for you to live. And it's much better than where you lived before. But that old path of the brain wants to take us right back to all of those old places. Pastor, how do we redesign those paths? You recognize the lie, replace it with truth, and repeat the truth over and over again. How do we do that? Joshua 1.8. I love the book of Joshua. Joshua took up the leadership of the nation of Israel right after Moses. Anybody imagine that would be an intimidating place to be? Moses, the greatest leader in Scripture, one of the greatest anyway. And Joshua takes over after Moses, and he's a bit intimidated. So God speaks a lot of encouragement to Joshua. And Joshua 1.8 is a great verse to memorize. It's a great life verse. God said to Joshua, this book of the law, in other words, the Bible, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then, here's the promise, you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Number one, and I'm going to use some neuroscience words, neuroscience says that we actually encode our brains. As we live and as we behave and as we repeat, we actually code our brains to live a certain way. The Bible calls that the renewing of our mind, a new mind we get when we walk in Christ. Neuroscience calls it encoding. And this is what we're going to say today. We encode truth into our thinking, first of all, by repeating it. Can you say repeat? By repeating it, by doing it over and over and over again. This old house that I used to live in some years ago, I looked out the bedroom window and I looked down at the front yard and there was a line of dead grass going straight across the yard. And that's weird, right? I mean, sometimes you'll have a patch. Anybody here who's kind of sort of obsessed with your lawn and making it perfect? Anybody here who's kind of obsessed with that? go ahead and raise his hand yeah moms are grabbing hands everywhere I see that yeah anybody kind of obsessed with your grass being just right well I'm not quite that but uh I don't like to see dead grass and it's used to being like a circle or a patch where you spilled something and it killed the grass this was a straight line and it ran from my sidewalk straight out to the street and I thought what is that what why is that grass dying in a straight line did I spill did I walk across it with weed killer did I uh Did Is there a line under there? And I was scratching my head about it. And I kept watching it over several days. And over the weeks, a couple weeks went by, and it kept getting worse. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. At the time, my brother-in-law, Jimmy, was living with us. Before he married my sister, he lived with us for a couple of months. And he was living with us. And he would get up and go to work every morning. One day, I got up early. And I was looking out the window. And I saw Jimmy going to work. Jimmy walked off the sidewalk. And he had his car parked at the street. He walked straight across that line to his car. I said, "Uh huh, Jimmy's the culprit." My sorry brother, no. My, he's probably watching now. I love Jimmy. He's he's on staff here for a long time. Love Jimmy. I didn't love him that morning. And I watched him when he came in. I watched him. He got right out of his car. He walked that same line straight back to the house. And I would not have thought that just two trips a day across that lawn would kill that grass. Some of you knew that before I did. But one guy walking across a lawn in the same line twice a day absolutely will kill the grass. That's how patterns form in your brain and they can be very bad and they can also be very good. Today we're going to talk about repeating the good patterns over and over and over again so that your mind stays on the right path. We encode truth in our minds by repeating it. Joshua, the words say this, this word shall not depart out of your mouth. What does that mean? That means re- repet- repetition. That means this word stays in your mouth. He said you shall meditate on it. What? Day and night. That means in the morning, at noon and at night. This word stays in your life. That is repetition. You ever heard the phrase, and finish this for me, practice makes One more time. Let's see if you get it right. Practice makes You got it wrong twice. Absolutely wrong. People say practice makes perfect. It's absolutely untrue. Because you can practice wrong. Years ago, when I was in college, I was taking piano lessons from a wonderful pianist who could play better than anybody I've ever heard in my life. And she was teaching me to play the piano. And I was learning to play this piece by Beethoven called Fur Elise. And I learned to play it, but there was one note that I thought sounded better. I thought I was better than Beethoven not true. And I practiced that note because it sounded right to me. When you're playing an instrument, sometimes you can divert from a note and play it the way you think it sounds and miss what the piece actually says. And so I would come back. I think it took me about a month of playing this to uh, satisfy her that I'd learned it. And every week she would say, you're you're playing this one note wrong. Yeah, it's, it's in the proper... You know, it's in the right chord, but it's not the right note. It's not what Beethoven wrote. you got to play it like he wrote it. Every week I'd come back, and the more I practiced it, the more it got in my mind wrong. You know what's really funny about it? About five years ago, I picked up playing the piano just a bit again, and uh, I, sta- I went down and I sat down to play Fur Elise, and I could remember about the first page and a half of it just from memory. And I played it through, and I thought, I've got to look up a note. And I went back to my old piano book that I'd had 30 years ago, and I saw that note circled. (laughs) 30 years later, I was still playing that same note wrong. Practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. If you practice it wrong, you will learn it wrong. However you practice it is how you will do it again and again and again. Here's a pro tip for life right here. When you're learning to do something, learn to do it properly the first time and practice it properly. And you will do it properly permanently in your life. Practice makes permanent. And when I keep the Word of God repetitively in my life, it makes those thoughts permanent in my life, and I go down that pathway, instead of the pathway the enemy would have me go down. Repetition is powerful. Dr. Caroline Leaf says it takes 63 days to form a new thinking habit. 63 days To renew your mind to think properly. We encode truth into our thinking by what? Repeating it. Now the second one is, we encode truth into our thinking by speaking it. Can you say speaking? Speaking. Joshua was told by the Lord, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Come on folks, it's on the board. It was on the board. (laughs) Now, let's try it again. Class, I have confidence you're going to get it this time. (laughs) This truth shall not depart from your... There's something powerful about speaking truth. About speaking it out of your mouth. When you speak something, you make it a part of you. Right? And I found in my life, if I speak negatively, I'll begin to think negatively. If I complain, I get a negative out view of the world. Some of us just get into the habit of complaining about our problems, complaining about our aches and pains, complaining about the things we don't like, and our lives start taking a negative downward turn because we're speaking things that aren't good for us. Can I tell you about a bad habit I developed on Sunday mornings at church? I can tell you're just sitting on the edge of your seat just waiting to hear this. Thank you for your enthusiasm today to hear my bad habit. I got in the hat. This microphone that I wear is a royal pain. It is a pain. I'm being negative right now. It is hard to put on. This deal goes around my ears. I don't like it. This thing right here is irritating to hang on your face all day. And then i got to wire that little wire down my back and catch it and put it on. In between services, I I visit a little room upstairs for reflection and meditation. (laughs) And I take it off. Then put it back on. And for weeks, I've been telling Greg, Greg's had to live with this, and Matt. Like every morning, my wife, I'm like, God, you got to go put that mic on. I hate this mic. You know, the more I said it, the more I hated it. This is just this morning, God convicted me about This is fresh bread for you this morning. <laughs> just this morning, I walked him off office and said, oh, God, i got to put that mic on. Wear that all day. And the Lord convicted my heart and said this to me. said, there's so many pastors all over the world that would love to have a nice microphone like this to put on every Sunday, where you don't have to hold a mic. I couldn't do that anyway. I preach with my hands, it'd be crazy. But I've got this very nice mic, and I've started complaining about something that's really a blessing. So this morning I said, Jesus, I'm sorry. Thank you for this wonderful mic. I'm just gonna put it on today. I'm gonna enjoy putting that string down my back. Thank you, Jesus, there it goes. I'll report back to you and tell you if I feel any better about it over the next few weeks. But I can tell you, I felt worse about it every week the more I complained about it. What you speak out of your mouth tends to direct your life. And if you speak God's Word, you tend to move in God's direction. But if you speak negatively, you tend to move the wrong direction. Now, some people say, well, you know, I don't want to speak it until it's really happening. That's a trap. The Bible says, Paul wrote this in the book of Romans chapter 4 about God. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17, down near the end of the verse, it says, In the presence of the God in whom he believed. And it says this about God. Who gives life to the dead. And look at what he said. Calls into existence the things that do not exist. God speaks things into existence. That means when he says it, it happens. There's something powerful about that in your life too. When you speak his word, you call it and bring it to pass in your own life. When you speak what he says. I was struggling not too long ago. Some months or maybe a couple years back, I lose track of time. A couple years back, I sat down with an accountability partner and said, listen, I'm struggling. I'm being bombarded by impure thoughts in my mind. Now, if you're surprised by that, I would ask you, why are you surprised? Because I'm just a man and a human being just like everybody else, and I'm, I'm just a human, right? Have we established that? I think I'm pretty clear about that on Sunday mornings. I think you should know that by now. I still drive back to the wrong house and all other kind of crazy things. So, uh, and don't be surprised. Oh, a pastor would have impure thoughts. Why not? They would. They're a man, right? And, right, men? Come on, man. Don't leave me all alone up here today, right? <laughs> we all do. So I sat down with somebody to talk about it, which isn't a great victory in itself. That's when you're on the right road. When Anytime somebody comes to me saying I'm struggling with this, I said, well, you've already got the victory because you're talking about it. So I'm going to practice that as well. So I sat down with a brother and I said, I'm having these impure thoughts. And he said, nah, from now on, I'm going to call you the pure one. I thought, okay. He sent me an email saying, how's the pure one today? Send me a text. How's the pure one today? And he's still doing it. So I started calling myself the pure one. Guess where my thinking went? Purity. Because I'm the pure one. I'm not the shameful one. I'm not the nasty one. I'm not the dirty one. I'm the pure one. And I've been speaking that over my life. And guess what? My thoughts are a whole lot purer than they were when I was living in guilt and condemnation and shame. Some of you just got to shake off the guilt and the condemnation and shame. Some of you think it's godly to feel guilty all the time. No! It's not godly to walk around with your head low saying, oh, how terrible I am. If you've heard preaching all the time that just made you feel guilty all the time, you've been listening to the wrong preaching. Boy, it got quiet. I don't know why. What you need to hear is Jesus Christ died for you to have the victory. And when you believe in Him, you have the victory. When Christ is in you and you are in Him, the victory is already yours, even if you're still struggling. And what you need to start to do is speak His word out of your mouth about who you are in Him. And you will see the victory come to pass. See, you can't confess what you see. You confess what He says. And when you confess what he says, what you see will start changing. We speak the truth. The word does not depart out of our mouth. So thirdly, let's move on. We encode the truth also in our thinking, first of all, all, by repeating it. Second of all, by what? Speaking it. Thirdly, we encode truth into our thinking by thinking it. Thinking it. We focus our minds. Now, we can do that. Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians, if there's anything lovely, there's anything pure, if there's anything of good report, think on these things. Some of you here this morning, you came to church, you're still ticked off about something you saw on Facebook this morning. You're still ticked off at somebody's Instagram post. Did you see what they put? Did you see? There they go again. Thinking they're better than everybody else. Getting all political. You see what they put. I know what they really mean. You just come to church all ticked off about it. Now, think on what's lovely. Think about those bunk cakes over there. (laughs) Forget y'all. I'm going to get a cake. Uh, Think about the fact that Jesus died for you. Think of your family that loves you. Think about... The good things that are happening. The problem with that is good things don't sell in the media. Let's do a test this morning. You see a couple of videos to click on. You ever been falling prey to clickbait? If you see a video where a kid takes a flower to his grandma, and then you see a video over here where a fight broke out in a convenience store. Which one are you clicking on? Now, if some of you are look, clicking on the grandma video, I am so proud of you. Legitimately, I'm very proud of you. But I'm inclined to want to see the fight in the convenience store. Let's see. Handing a flower or bottles flying everywhere. You know, I'm going for the bottles. Blah, yeah. Our minds... Negative sells, that's why it's everywhere. Clickbait will come up about the latest secret revealed about the movie star. And I'm just old enough anymore to where I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) But people click on it like crazy because they want to see the latest rumor. And our minds are conditioned to jump towards the negative. Paul said, No, think on what's lovely, be like a cow. cows do this this is a beautiful this is a beautiful illustration you're going to really love this it's, it's really appropriate for Mother's Day as well cows eat their food and they swallow it and they have this special stomach where they keep it and they bring it back because it was so good they just want to eat it again <laughs> it's wonderful it's really a great thing don't you wish you could do that with like really good pizza that you could just bring it back and <laughs> eat it again wouldn't it be wonderful <laughs> happy mother's day everybody you just came <laughs> up to hear all that mess <laughs> god has given cows this ability to eat their food and then regurgitate it back up and just chew on it again just enjoy it the second time get more nutrients out of it yeah that's gross i'm with you yeah that's gross even for bunt cakes over here that's that's gross you know you wouldn't do that but that's really mentally that's what when God said to Joshua, Meditate on it day and night, it's the same concept. Digest it, chew it up, God's Word, digest it, then bring it back up again and chew on it some more. That may be disgusting physically, but it's really powerful mentally in your life to meditate on God's Word day and night. Say, Preacher, am I supposed to just go around thinking about Bible verses all day long? You bet. It's a lot better than what you may have been thinking about already. Put God's Word in your life. And God said, if you do this, you will prosper. And everything you do will be successful because the truth is in your brain. Turn down the noise on the lie. Turn up the volume on the truth and think on God's Word. Amen? Amen? Now, lastly today, and I'm going to quit talking about cows chewing their cud today, if you want to move on. We we encode truth into our thinking by writing it. By writing it. God told Joshua that you may do according to everything that is written. There is something powerful about writing down the truth. When you write something, you have to process it through your own brain. When you write an idea, you become an active participant in that idea. I think one of the best things you can do, and I practice this, when I read the Bible, I write down things that I think about it. When I read the Bible, I keep a journal alongside of it, and I write down truth that I get out of it. Sometimes I reprocess God's Word. Many times I put my name in it. Oh, that's powerful. Putting your name in Bible verse is really good. When it says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, what you need to put is, Greater is he that is in Wanda than he that is in the world. Wanda will give the devil a black eye all day long because now she's in it. Write down the word. I've encouraged you throughout this series, write down the lies that you believe and then write down the truth that God gives you to replace those lies. And then repeat that stuff that you've written down every day in your life. When you write it down, you've got it. There are some days my right, what I've written down, reminds me of what the devil's been lying to me about and what God says about that. I went through a ministry I guess it was three or four years ago, I went through a ministry session for about a week. And I came away with a list full of lies that I would believed about my own life. And, and I didn't leave that ministry session without a list full of the truth about those things that replaced those lies. And I wrote them all down. And they told me, and said, Andy, when you leave this place, you need to repeat this truth over your life for at least 30 days. It's been three years and I'm still doing it every day because I still need it every day and I still know how powerful it is in my life every day. When I declare the truth over my life, the enemy doesn't have room to get into my thinking and lie to me and lead me down that bad path to places where I used to live because I declare it over my life every day. Amen. Declarations have power. Any of you watch The Office? Remember when Michael Scott said, I declare bankruptcy. Anybody remember that? Good for you. And they came to Michael and said, Listen, just declaring it doesn't make it happen. That's true for bankruptcy. It's not true for the Word of God. Declaring it puts it in force when you speak it. Can I get an amen this morning? when you speak it out of your mouth and declare it, when you write it down and read that on a daily basis, power comes with it. I'm going to tell you one of the traps in my life, one of the lies that I believe, I'd always feared not having enough. I'd always had this subtle fear in my heart that one day I would run out of money and I'd have to beg. Anybody ever else, anybody ever had that fear in your life? Anybody other than me? Thank you for the hands that have gone up. I'm, I'm afraid of one day not having enough. Now, the church takes great care of us and our staff. Church is really generous with us, as we are with the community, so that's not an issue at all. But I've always worried about money, always. Even when I had it, there were times that I didn't have hardly enough, and then there's times that I've had plenty enough. But even when I had it, it's like I would worry about it all the time. I would always worry and struggle. And money was always an issue for me. That, that It was a battle, a mental battle for me. Until one day God spoke to me. I was pulling out of the grocery store. Isn't that where you think about money a lot at the grocery store? You're like, I shouldn't have bought that. I could have saved that money. I shouldn't have bought those donuts. (laughs) I should have bought the Laura Lynn. (laughs) Or the Great Value. But I was pulling out of the grocery store. And I was worried about budget. And the Lord spoke to me. And said, son, you never have to worry about money Again, I'm your provider. It's not your job, it's not your work, it's not what you do. I provide for you and you never have to worry again. I went home and I wrote it down and I said, God, what do you want me to do with this? And God spoke and said, here's your declaration. And this is what I say, I never have to worry about money again. I handle money well. I give, I save, and God provides. And that's one of my declarations that I make. I guess I just need to bring out my whole list of declarations and read them to you. But this is something powerful that I want you to get in your life. And I don't say this from a sense of superiority. I say this as a person that this has really helped me in my life. And I would really like you to adopt this practice into your life so it can help you. Find the lies. Write down the truths that replace those lies and repeat them over your life every day. That's just one of mine. I have a list And it's a couple pages on my computer. And I get up in the mornings along with my Bible reading and I'd start making those declarations of truth over my life that correspond with lies that I have believed before. And here's the powerful thing about it. If you do this in the morning, it takes five minutes. But it's some of the most powerful five minutes of my day because if any of those lies crop up in any 24-hour period... I have already expressed and spoken the truth over that lie before it hits me. I never go over 24 hours without declaring the truth that kicks the lie out of my life. And I would challenge you, write down the lie. Write down the truth and repeat it over your life daily. And you'll start to see your life move in God's direction. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for wonderful people that love you and serve you and live for you. Thank you for this moment that we gather together. And Jesus, I just pray that you really help someone today. God, just wrap your arms around people this morning. God, there are those that are watching online from different parts of the world today. God, may your presence just be real to them right there where they sit today watching with us online. May your presence just be so real. May your love be real in this place and in their places this morning. May people just know how greatly loved they are of you. Today, if you're here and you don't know Christ as the Savior and Lord of your life, it's as simple as coming to Him in faith and saying, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I give my heart to you. I give everything that I am to you today, Jesus. Take my life. Wash me, cleanse me, change me, make me like you. And just believe Him to do it. And when you do that, as simple as it seems, Jesus Christ hears your prayer and comes into your heart and lives in you. And He'll walk with you every day. He'll walk with you every moment to lead you to a beautiful, wonderful place in Him. And eventually to eternity with Him. Heads bowed and eyes closed across this building. I want to challenge you with a question this morning. How many would say, Pastor, I battle the lies of the enemy on a regular basis. And I commit myself with Jesus' help this morning to replacing those lies with the truth and to developing daily confessions that will guide my life every day. Can I see your hands this morning? How many are saying that's going to be a part of my life going forward? God bless you. Thank you for those hands. God bless you. Yeah, let's celebrate the decisions this morning. If you said yes to Christ this morning, let us know. Online, let us know. Jesus, thank you for your word. Seal it in every heart and life that it may produce a hundredfold fruit this morning in every life. Amen. Well, it's been a great day. Thanks for being here for this beautiful day. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've just had a packed house this morning. First service was just packed to the walls this morning. It's been a great Mother's Day. Let me tell you some great news before you leave. We are starting our building project. I'm really excited about that. We have moved our septic system. Aren't you excited on Mother's Day to talk about cows chewing cud and now septic systems? What a great Mother's Day it's been for everybody here today we've completed our septic system it's been installed anyway back here behind the building we moved it away from here it's out right now the current one's out where we need to have a parking lot so we've moved it back here we're going to be able hopefully very soon to put a new parking lot over here all this overflow being paved and look really nice over here we're also very soon starting a remodel of all our bathrooms over here so you're going to have brand new nice bathrooms it's going to be excited hallelujah I can't wait to see the design you're not going to be able to wait it's Going to be nice and beautiful so excited about that we're actually moving our kitchen out to where it will access the lobby and they can serve right out of the kitchen it's going to be a really great big project and we're excited about that coming let me tell you a little about your leadership at the church every time we launch into a new building project our leadership always abides by this principle whenever we're about to incur a big expense We give a big old offering to God and bless our community. That's what we do. That's how we live here. It's not a manipulative thing. We just want to give to be thankful for the progress God is allowing us to make. So we were praying and asking God, where can we sow some seeds, some big seed into our community to bless? We found a new thing that's opening up at a church here. It's on a church property uh, here in Henderson County. It's called the Hendersonville Connect Center. And what it's going to be is a place where homeless people in our community can come. And one of the struggles they've had is many homeless people do not have a way of transportation to get from agency to agency to agency all over town. In the Hittersville Connect Center, they're going to have an office staffed by representatives from all of these agencies in one place where homeless people can come and get help at one place at one time and it's really going to make an impact in homelessness in Henderson County. Aren't you excited about that? Really am. They just have a, uh, right now, they have a great big empty space and it's going to be over a million dollar project to finish that and because of your generosity, Upward Christian Fellowship has pledged $75,000 to building the Connect Center. Aren't you excited about that? It's good to be a part of great work like that and, uh, Hey, you give. We're way over budget. People say, what do you do with the extra money? We give it into our community, and we give it around the world every time. And we're excited for you to be a part of that. Thank you for that. Here's what we're believing for this building project. We're believing our bank loves us. They'll give us the money we need to get it done. No problem. We have great credit. But we want to do this debt-free as God leads us. I believe in that. We want to do this debt-free all we can. So we're believing that as we give... Uh, it's like the woman in the Old Testament with a jar of oil. Every time she poured out a little, God put some more back in. So we're believing this project, we're going to be able to go through it with God's blessing and be debt free. Are you believing for that with me? I'm believing it with all my heart. Once we get this done, once we get this done, you're going to see going up back here a beautiful new building in the back parking lot that's going to house our children, our students and have space for community service to bless our strategic ministry partners. We're asking them now, what kind of room do you need so you can come in here at Upward and do ministry here? So there's a be- plans for a beautiful two-story building back out here that's going to touch our community for Jesus Christ, and you'll see that coming soon, God willing. Amen. Are you excited about those good things that are ahead? I sure am. Let me bless you today. Let me bless you today. Lord, I just bless your people with that heart of radical generosity, God. That as we give and sow into others' lives and those who have need, God, we're able to just multiply good that can go on serving for generations. God, may you bless your people with a special spirit of generosity to touch their neighbors, to touch their community, to touch their friends. And as they do, that anointing that was over that widow with a jar of oil will be upon them. God, that every time they need to pour something out, there will be no lack. It will always be there for you will supply according to your riches in glory. With that blessing of abundance, that blessing of of peace, that blessing of not having to worry, I send you out and commission you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Take Jesus to your world love you so much. You be blessed. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Thanks so much for listening to this week's Upward Journey. If you would like to find out more about Upward Christian Fellowship in Flat Rock, North Carolina, you can look up our website at ucf.cc or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Upward Christian Fellowship. We invite you to join us next week as we continue the Upward Journey.